When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's been in that system before. When he came there before, he didn't buck the system. And Kevin Durant doesn't seem like he wants to, you know, he, he's going to lead when he needs to, but he understands part of that, that's still Steph's team. So if I'm Steph Curry and I got a, an opportunity to come out and get him after what they did with him, that's a no-brainer. I take that all day. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, it's another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joseph Pavone. I'm joined by Cedric Maxwell. We've got plenty to talk about around the NBA. I mean, where? We can go different directions here, right? We can go... Uh, Kevin Durant, there's a report saying that Kevin Durant was reached out, uh, or, or Steph Curry reached out to Kevin Durant, rather, about potentially coming back. We'll get into that in a little bit. Also, uh, a former Celtic calls out LeBron James for his comments about Brittany Griner, who's uh, in custody in, in, over in Russia. We'll get into that as well, but let's keep it local, right, Max? Let's, 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 uh, let's get these Celtics fans up to date here. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Daniel Gallinari, officially introduced as member of the Boston Celtics this week mm-hmm. at the hour back center, man. There was plenty to take away from it. Brad Stevens making the jokes about how he's been – he's had eyes for, for Malcolm Brogdon since he was a, a teenager, right? He was trying to recruit him to come to Butler, and obviously it didn't work out, but he's happy to have him now uh, as a member of the Celtics, although he won't be able to coach him, of course. Uh, he, he is a, a guy that, that Brad Stevens has had eyes on. Or, or someone that he's um, always admired from afar. So, uh, of course, there was a lot of talk about that. Danilo Gallinari talking about how he was, uh, his father was, grew up a huge Celtics fan. He was Larry Bird guy. Uh, he was watching games as a kid back in, in Italy. Uh, you know, probably saw some of your games too, Max. But he, he, was, he was raised a Celtics fan, I guess. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. You know, Malcolm Brogdon talking about how his grandfather was a huge Bill Russell fan and someone that uh, he learned a whole lot about growing up what Bill Russell meant to the league and to the game of basketball. So they're saying all the right things, Max, of course. And everyone's wondering, is, is this the deepest team or one of the deepest teams in the NBA? Where do you fall in that conversation? Um, I think it's a deep squad. When you think about who they are and what they can do, uh, you know, obviously bring in Brogdon. He said the right things the other day. Look, I'm not here trying to compete with Marcus Smart. I'm here to win a right. championship. So the right things are being said. Uh, Gallinari, a guy who wants to, you know, be around to win a championship, who's been in the league, who's made money, um, came up, started out with the Knicks and has moved around to different teams. But he brings the ability to knock down shots and overpower smaller guys. He's legitimate, probably about 6'9", maybe 6'10", can shoot the ball from the outside. So what that would do, it would insulate Tatum. It would insulate Brown. So if you fell off one of those guys, you kick it out to a guy like Gallinari who can knock down shots uh, for with, with some consistent uh, um, uh, form in the shot. So, so I, I like what the Celtics have. I like what Brad has done. 
Uh, I still wish they had spent that seventeen million dollars. If they, if they are, if they aren't. <laughs> well, know, they got a, they got the weekend. I, would, I guess they got a couple. Of days, obviously, a couple of days. you know, obviously not my money, but I would like to bring somebody in with, with a little toughness, uh, somebody who has a little edge to him. And uh, we talked before, you know, about different guys. You think about guys who have an edge to them. Um, you know, Morris would be Morris Senior uh, would be the yeah. guy. Think about my God. who can still knock down shots from the outside and just doesn't take a lot of shit. And you, you, you've seen <laughs> him over the years. He's always been in a skirmish, and and the Celtics need a little bit of edge to him. Uh, you he's know, not letting he's not letting opponents to the huddle, right? He's not. No, 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 no. He's not. <laughs> he's not doing that. So I think that the Celtics would love to if you could get him and bring him in with a little edge. I would. I would like that uh, with his ability to to get out, knock down shots, but also to get up in guys' face, make it a little bit more yeah. comfortable for, for guys in this league. And the, this league is now so much like a gentleman's league, like, okay, let me help you to your chair. Hey, your seat this way. Let me be the maitre d'. And, uh, you know, <laughs> be like that if you're playing yeah. winning basketball. Let's take pictures at the all-white party, even though you, uh, you knocked my ass out of the play. Uh, NBA mm-hmm. It's all love, yeah. Anyways, I digress. Ain't that much, no, ain't with you, that much, Ain't that much love in the world right now, man, when I think about that. <laughs> and my broadcast partner, Sean Grandy, we were, after Golden State won it um, in Boston. Wait, uh, wait, wait, hold on, Max. You're saying you wouldn't be taking pictures with James Worthy? Like, what's up, man? Yeah, man, it's all good. Uh, we had, uh, after the game, uh, obviously the Celtics had lost. And so we're wrapping up our postseason, our season. And uh, Sean is going on and talking. And then finally gets to the point at the end, uh, he it finishes. And then he said, we have some cameos that we've done, like the cameos where you you get paid to say something. Happy something. birthday or Merry Christmas. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, we got a couple of cameos here. I said, dude, I'm not doing a cameo. <laughs> I, 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 Jimmy, I'd like to say hello to you. And, and in the background right now is Golden State there, you know, well, we should have a happy birthday, but go to the state right now celebrating winning on the Celtics floor. No. So, so I think sometimes you, you you just gotta think it up a little bit more. And uh that was one of the cases where I'm like, nah, I I, I didn't have it for it after that. I I'd given pretty much all I did as a as an analyst during that whole series, I was done. Yeah, I don't blame you, Max. I mean, that's a first for you, right? You've never seen that before. Have you ever seen an opposing team celebrate a championship on the parquet like that? Yeah, 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 I have. You have? Yeah, I was on the team. No, like, I mean, as a broadcaster, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, as a broadcaster. That's even, wor- that's even worse, though. You're right. That's even yeah, worse as a player. Yeah, yeah that's the opposing yeah. team. The Lakers came in, uh, 84. We beat them in 84. I had the huge seventh game. Um, and then I'm on my back. Then '85, they came in here and they beat us in this building to mm-hmm. to win it, to win the championship. And um, the the probably one of the worst moments for me as a Celtic and the fact that uh, Casey Jones didn't even put me in the basketball game, and uh, that was just very disheartening as a player. Mm-hmm. Not knowing, you know, knowing I was hurt, but it was still just like, Ugh, dude, you're down, you know, do something, do a hail mary yeah. or something. You know, put me in the game to see if you can get a spark. So that was that was kind of rough for that last game. So yeah, I've had I've seen people celebrate. You know, on the parquet, uh, winning a championship. But either way, you weren't trying to do no cameo at that time. No, right? no. I, I, I dig it. I get it. 
I'm good, though. I'm good. I'm good with the game. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like you said about Gallinari, though, it, it, it gives them, in my opinion, it gives Eme some flexibility with the lineup, right? You can do some tinkering. You can put him in there as a starter. If, mm-hmm. if Al Horford needs, a, a, you know, a night off on the second night of a back-to-back, which has already been reported by The Athletic, you know, a couple of weeks ago or last week, rather, um, you, you're able to do that with someone like Gallinari, who's going to give you that offensive production, who's going to force opposing teams to, to guard him, right? I mean, that's, again, we talked about it last week. That's just a weapon that Southern did not have, you know, coming off the bench. Yeah, Derek White contributed in game one against the finals, but finding that, trying to find that consistency from your second unit, I think it has to be a goal going into this season. And I think these two guys certainly check off those boxes. And I like how you brought up the fact that Marcus Smart, you know, that's the last thing Brogdon wants to do. You know, he wants to compete. He wants to add to this team, as he said. You know, he wants to add to the town. He, he knows how close these guys were. Everyone does. I mean, that's what happens. That's the luxury you have of mm-hmm. playing in the NBA final. Now other, team, other players are like, wait, I can help those guys. I know what those guys need. And then you have someone like Gallinari who, who, who you know, left an offer on the table for, for the Chicago Bulls and wanted to sign with the Celtics because he thought that that would be a better shot for him to win a championship, you know. So that's yeah, and that's that's the good thing about it. I, I even, you know, moving, you know, just a bit away from that, it made me think when you talked about, you know, second nights of back-to-back and, and letting guys rest. It's real interesting to hear what the commissioner said. Uh, mm. It was, he had the end of the, end of the state of the state uh, and talking about how, you know, players need to be incentivized a little bit more in playing more games to give them more incentive. I'm like, do you need to be? I think this was all all done, that low management stuff. It was all created really by Greg Popovich. Now, you know, said, so look, I'm, I'm resting my guys when I want to rest yeah. them. And, right. um, and, I, and I, I understand that part of, you know, if you were – And you know what? You know, you know what's funny too? Not to cut you off, but real quick. Remember those B teams? They would still win sometimes. Like yeah. no Ginobili, no Duncan, no Parker. You know, and and they guys like Boris Diaw would step up. You know, Patty Mills or whatever. Like that was it was still a really good they, team. They, it, showed, yeah. it showed your depth. It showed the depth that they had. Yeah. Yeah, they they had a system and they ran it well. I just believe at the end of the day that players are going to it, and it's unfortunate. I understand what they say about you know guys who. You know, if you were a fan and you, you know, saved all your money for one ticket and the Celtics were coming to town and and you find out that Tatum is not going to play and it's not because he's not hurt, but it's because mm-hmm. they, he needed rest. And that happens when, in almost any business where, you know, you have you have sick days. You can call in. I don't care if you're right. talking about, you know, basketball or not. It's still guys gives an opportunity to rest themselves so they can be a little bit fresher when you think about winning the championship. So it was really, it was something to hear the commissioner, uh, Adam Silva, talk about uh, what they're going to try to do when it comes to players. And even look at, even the thing to look over and saying how Indiana tried to make a huge splash and get DeAndre Aiden. Um, they, they signed him to some kind of hundred and forty million dollar offer sheet uh for for three or four years and forty million a year and and uh it made Phoenix go back and say, let's check that box. We're gonna we're gonna match that. So I think you have to do that if you're Phoenix. Oh what a mistake yeah no you well, have to no no you're right but what a mistake well, to let it go to this far. Why'd well, you let it go this far? Man that was that was that he he probably could have signed for less. 
You probably you had to make that decision there. weeks ago, Max. You can't just go into free agency and be like, oh, nobody's going to offer him anything. Like, this is this is a guy who helped you with a, with a key part in, in that run to the NBA. Well, finals. you know what? I, I, here's the thing, Joe Sway. And, and you remember what happened with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was left out there and thought he was going to get more money than he did. And yeah. the Celtics offered him about $15 million, and I think they gave him $16 million at the end because he didn't have any takers. Uh, Abe wasn't going to be like that because he's a center playing this league. He do so many other things, score the basketball for you. So for them to leave him unprotected and make him go out and get an offer sheet, good for him. And, and, and mud in their face for allowing it, as you said, to get that far. Absolutely. I was, I'm not surprised that they matched it, but I was, I was surprised that Indiana swooped in there. And the first thing I thought was, Oh, now they got to give him a bag. They got to give him the bag reluctantly. That's going to be an awkward conversation. Like, and yeah, geez. and that that's something else too, which you know sometimes pisses the player off even more. Absolutely, fact, it has were, to. I've been, I've been loyal to you. We almost won the championship, but you didn't want to give me my bag until you're forced somebody, to give somebody me my else. Bag. Exactly, you, you knew someone else. Was it. It. And sometimes you then players harbor, you know. They harbor some animosity towards the team, but that's kind of the way it goes. I think that's the gamble they took, and uh, for them, they got burnt this time. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. This episode of Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted a well-balanced diet, and I wanted something to improve my everyday lifestyle. I didn't have the time. Wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, hated taking pills, vitamins. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Wanted to see what the hype was about. All right, I know what you guys are probably guessing. What is this stuff, right? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. An extra dose of energy is always something that can help me get through my day. And what's great about AG1 is that it's lifestyle friendly. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. While still tasting good. Support better sleep quality and recovery. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cedric. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Cedric to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's athleticgreens.com slash Cedric. Absolutely. All right, let's transition to across the uh, NBA. I guess we're already here, so to speak, right? 
um, to what uh, a report from, from from Fox Sports. Fox Sports is Rick Buecher, who's a who's a veteran uh, reporter, NBA reporter, has been around since man since I was a kid. I used to watch him growing up, uh, and this is what he wrote in his recent article. A league source says Steph Curry has reached out several times to Durant, eager to improve his chances of winning a fifth championship and surpassing LeBron James, with uh, with whom Curry is currently tied at with uh, four titles, Buecher wrote. Um, Max, if you're Golden State, would you even consider a Kevin Durant reunion in San Francisco? Yeah, I would. You would? I would. I would right. because he's... I mean... He, because yeah, he, he's, he's got to consider it. He's been in that system before. When he came there before, he didn't buck the system. And Kevin Durant doesn't seem like he wants to, you know, he, he's going to lead when he needs to, but he understands part of that that's still Steph's team. So if I'm Steph Curry and I got a an opportunity to come out and get him after what they did with him, that's a no-brainer. I take that all day. You know, people's like, well, you know, he might tip the apple cart. Well, he tipped it and, and won you two championships and was a finals MVP in both. Well, almost those. got a almost got a third, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I get it. I would do the same thing if I'm Golden State, and you, you, this is, of course, without touching any any members of the, of, the, of that core, right? Um, I'm, I'm thinking no, of the surrounding. I don't, I don't know how you would do that if you're them. No, I mean that's the best I can do if I'm Golden State. I'm not going to send one of my guys after they won a championship. I'm not sending Clay or Draymond or Nike no, Curry, obviously. No, but I mean, I don't know. I would, I would think Wiggins, about- Kaminga, Jordan Poole, something like yeah, that with a bunch of picks. No, I mean, Wiggins. Wiggins proved that where he was this year, and he was no nonsense, and he just got the job done. But I don't think that you could say – you can't tell me that he wouldn't be an upgrade for that team with his ability to score. As, as yeah. good as Wiggins was, what we know about Durant, Durant is that much better. Now, ego-wise, does he fit in? When you win with a team, I think that you could – uh, who would they have to give up? Maybe a Wiseman, Wiseman, and would you give, you wouldn't give up yeah. Wiseman and um, and and it would be Wiseman and Jordan Poole or Wiseman Jordan Poole Kaminga something like that. It'd have to be those three guys. Oh, even even if I was you know thinking you know the other way, would you put Wiggins in there? Would Wiggins be a guy? I would. If I so, would. If I'm if I'm Golden State, I think about that really hard. Yeah, I would. I keep, I keep one core here. And Wiseman didn't do anything for him when they won this last championship. So, yeah, I, I could think about moving. And I think that would be a, a huge asset for, you know, a Brooklyn team getting a young big like that who is. Yeah, that's big. Who has no polish on him. And right. he may get some things done. Honestly, you look across the league. And, of course, I'm sure they're doing their due diligence and, you know, trying to figure out what's the best offer, what's the best that they can do. And. I can't help but wonder is how, how far off is Golden State with an with offer like that? You know, you throw a big in there, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm spitballing here, right? Maybe three future first rounds. I mean, after what Gobert, after what these guys got for Gobert, maybe they got to throw in four future first rounders. You know, Kaminga, uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. That's not, a, that's not a terrible package, especially when you look at what they did in the NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah, those big. I mean, well, I mean Jordan you know, Poole is grown in. Jordan Poole and Wiggins. Who he is, I am. I could, I could see them doing that. Uh, you know, making that kind of move. Uh, you know, you know, Wiggins is is, is going to be there for a while. Uh, yeah. Who you might have to give, end up giving them more money. But if you're Brooklyn, you want to make a splash. 
I could see that happening. And and I don't think I think it takes you out of championship contention though. But it but if you get those guys, it puts you into a mix of being able to start to attract other guys. And and you, the one thing you don't want to be in New York, you don't want to be worse than the Knicks. You don't want <laughs> you do not want to be broken right now after the year that they had and, and, and collecting pieces, it would just be horrible for Brooklyn to be sitting on the sideline going, you know, all that stuff. When the guy, you know, the public address guy goes, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. so annoying. Yeah, so. Mm. Speaking of New York, uh, Max, you're not going to believe this, but uh, they're going to go into the, the organization. The Knicks organization is going to go into the, 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 the new uh, season and for the first time in the past, what, uh, six years, uh, <laughs> Joe Kim Noah is not on the payroll. I heard that. <laughs> How I crazy that. is that? <laughs> well, God bless him. New York. Uh, I wanted to surprise you with that. You heard it? Oh, man, no, I have read it <laughs> with uh, that, but New York teams have done some crazy stuff. That's uh, wild, though. Who is the uh, one of the This guys... man hasn't played basketball for the Knicks in three years, man. That's well, insane. it's worse than that. Didn't the, uh, the Mets still are um, the Mets are still paying right now. Um, who's that guy? Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid right now from the Mets, like $3 million a year. So, something crazy. So, chill. Just uh, a, so the New York teams do some crazy stuff. And, and they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll invest in something. And all of a sudden, they'll, they'll uh, you know, de-invest with it. You know, you think about how Kimba came there and it was like, he had that one game against us, and then after that, it was like, Ooh, yeah. all right, Kimber, you're on the bench. You're not going to play anymore. It's like, damn. That was quick. And I heard, well, people, they were like, we've seen this movie before, guys. Let's just yeah, I, I, I've heard some people in Charlotte telling me that uh, they wouldn't mind having Kimber as a, you know, a backup, uh, backup point guard. So, I, you know. Yeah, we'll you, see. You wish the best for him, but such a nice dude, man. And yeah, you know, things do happen, but that's how this league is. Yeah, that's how it is, man. It's it's just unfortunate because you know the kind of guy he is and the kind of a hard worker, but your body's saying wanting another thing and you want him to do something else, and it's just it's something well, you can really do at this at this stage in your career, you know. It, as you and I like to say, keeping on the hundred, get your bag first. He got his bag, he got he paid, did. and he now, did. Yeah. now you establish something for your afterlife in basketball, which is absolutely normally going to be a lot more than, you know, your, your, your playing days. I mean, right. consider I played 11 years and I've been a broadcaster for 26 years. So wow. your playing, your playing days, uh, you know, I know it would have been longer now with health and everything like that, but you know, maybe after the got to 15 years, but you still mm-hmm. going to your other career, got a lot of life left once you uh you know come out of the game yeah i want to be bx is finest for sure man from the bronx new yorker himself as well um before we uh transition from kevin durant you know the question i'm gonna ask you right the hypothetical if this golden state thing were to happen what happens to uh durant's legacy does it tarnish his legacy if he wins another one with these guys if he wins another two is there only much for him to gain at this point is he a failure for the brooklyn thing what do you what do you how do you how do you tarnish his game, how you tarnish his legacy? He's a two-time Finals MVP. He yeah. has been—he's uh, been a multiple times, uh, you know, 
He was an MVP in the league. He yeah. has been uh, all-star games how many times? So th- to me, if you start, you, you're nitpicking when you start thinking about, well, it's going to tarnish his legacy if he goes back and wins another championship. No, it doesn't. I heard people saying stuff about him like, well, he didn't make this guy better. He didn't make this guy better. Well, you know, that doesn't always happen. But what he did, he won two championships, and you can never take that take that away from, you know, who he is. He arguably is one of those, those guys. Again, if he moves wherever he moves, he changes the needle. And the needle is going to move one way, one way or the other. And most of the times when Kevin Durant gets there, that needle is pointing upward uh, to yours, you, you know, getting the opportunity to win the championship. Yeah. No, I mean, the reason I asked is it's just because I, I can't help but wonder, well, not even wonder, but I, I, I feel like a lot of it, him leaving Golden State in the first place had to do with him wanting to just start, start over in the sense of being, look, I, I built this, you know, I, but again, Durant's the kind of guy who listens to the narrative out there, Max. He hears the people saying, oh, you had to join those guys to win championships. Oh, you had a 3-1 lead against those guys and you still going to beat them. I can't help but wonder. That gets to him. That gets to him. Come on, you Max. Always said the this. burner account, the Twitter burner account. Be careful what you ask for. You might get it. He wanted, he wanted Kyrie Irving uh, with him in Brooklyn. How'd that work out for him? That was a mistake. At that point, be careful what you ask for. You never, never can tell. To yeah, me, but what are Nets, what are Nets fans are going to say though? What are they going to say? They're already I, saying. I, I don't you quit. You got four years on your contract and you quit already. And wait, man, let me see what let me see what that's going to do to me if you told me that. <laughs> I'm leaving there with about uh, almost 160, 70 million. And you Is that think how feels? Yeah, you think you're criticizing? Now he would take it maybe differently, be pissed off. Me, I'd be like, hmm, let me see. I'm gonna go someplace where I can win another championship, and I can tell everybody just to eat humble pie. I mean, it's the same way if you look at um, Draymond. As much. Shit, as I talked about him and other people talked about him, Draymond at the end of the day won. He won another championship. Yeah. Now, is he the. He's he, enjoying his last laugh, Max. You know that. He's all, it's all yeah. Good. And that's for him. And it might be. for him. You should. Who, who knows? It might not be his last laugh. So, I mean, he's just in, he's in a perfect position in the catbird seat where, you know, the, the, his, his skill set. Is perfect for what they do for that team. He would not be perfect for the Boston Celtics or a lot of other teams because they require you to score. When you're building a dream team, great scouts can help you find the future MVPs first. To hire great talent faster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because no other job site takes care of you like Indeed. 
Because with Indeed, you only have to pay if an applicant meets your must-have requirements. Indeed puts you in control of what you pay. You set your must-have job requirements and only pay for the applicants that meet them. There's a transparent flat fee per application, and you can pause your job posting whenever you want. And Indeed is doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applicants matching the sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash Maxwell to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash Maxwell. That's Indeed.com slash Maxwell. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Well, what's your prediction? Do you think uh, what, what happens here? Does he ultimately get his wish? Does he, is he dealt? Does he stick around? Does he? I don't think he's going to hold his organization hostage. I don't think he's that kind of guy going to force himself I to think, sit out. But. I think that he's going to move and go someplace. And okay. but Brooklyn is holding the cards now because they have, you know, they have him under contract. So what is, what is he going to do if he says, you know, hey, we want you to stay, and he comes back, but. How does it look if, in fact, now he decides to stay in Brooklyn? What kind of animosity does the fan base, as you say, have towards him? Is he able to be, and what we know about him, is is, is he thick-skinned enough to accept that kind of criticism from his home, from his home fans? And there was, a, there was a real, I mean, you can go back and probably Google this or whatever it is, but... Um, Durant was on the court in Brooklyn. And some fan who was in the front row said, Kevin, you got to take over this game. And the referee looked at him. And Kevin turned around and looked at the fan and said, I know what you need to do. Shut the fuck up. And the referee looked looked at the guy and looked at Kevin like, I I can't believe you said that to your own (laughs) fan. So thick skinned that he's not. You know, for me, it would be like... You you said what about me? And and I'm living here winning the chat. I wouldn't get into those things. Yeah. If there's one thing that I wish that he would do, is that he would he's one of the few guys that just take the phone and throw it away, bro. Take it and throw it away. You oh, put a you limit on that thing. You put don't like an hour, know, day don't limit limit on it. Just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you don't need that. You, you don't need you. You are you are. You know. I remember seeing this in Thor. You are ant. You're you're a giant with a boot on, and those other people are ants. And and you know you just use that boot to stomp them. But he can't he can't do that. I mean the the to to have a battle right now with a guy Nick Joso. What what is that about? Yeah, and this isn't this isn't the first time either. Like, well, what's going what you, on here? But, and if you're Kevin Durant. You're giving you're giving that kind of guy credibility. Yeah. Instead of ignoring it, nobody be like Nick who? But he's now oh, the guy who fought with, you know, who's going back and forth with Durant. You give people fuel. Uh, I mean, so I, I like to normally take that fuel away, but uh this crunk kind of crazy. And according to reports, he's 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 gone dark. He's not talking to a bunch of people, he's not you know, reaching out to guys, and he, he did pull up to different places and making public appearances, but he, he's, 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 been, he's been tight-lipped. Let me do, let me, two, two words here. Thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to, you don't want to hear him talking? As a reporter, I know they must be going crazy, but as a guy who loves, who's a big Kevin Durant fan, that's what I'd say. I'd say, Kevin, go dark. <laughs> 
so dark, bro. You you ain't got to you ain't got to go back and forth. Let your agent take care of that business. You Just enjoy the, the summer. Here's the thing. He's one of, and I'm pretty sure he was, wasn't he? Wasn't he one of the top 75 players of all time? He was, yeah. He's in. He's in there. Dude, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of guys are probably playing the NBA. And one of the greatest scores. One of the greatest scores. Yes. Honestly. Yes. So you're you're having a fight over somebody in the basement because they're tweeting tweeting something about you. I mean, it's like sometimes he. You know, the, the whole Draymond thing. I mean, I scanned just for one second just to see some people saying something bad about me. But I wasn't re- trying to respond to those guys. Yeah. Those guys who are responding, who are, are, are going at me on Twitter, let me say, none of them have ever played a fucking game in their life. Not the <laughs> NBA game. Not the Not NBA at this level. They right. might have played in the backyard. They might have played... Uh, in college or whatever it is, but I ain't seen one of those guys yet, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the league. So right. telling you, oh, you know, you could shoot was layups, and all you did was this, and you did that. Well, look, I'm I was in the league. I made history in this league, and you can hate me, do whatever it is you want to, and say I'm full of shit, or you know, oh my God, I wore. You know, I came on Larry Bird's coattails. Well, that's not true. Larry Bird's first championship, I was there. I was the finals MVP. His second one that he won versus the Lakers, that was my 24-8-8 game. So I've I've been able to – I wasn't driving the bus, but I wasn't in the backseat either. Mm -hmm. So so I'll put it to you like that with with people who want to, you know, just kind of belittle you and go at you and, you know. Like I said, we and we appreciate you guys to subscribe, and even even, the, even <laughs> with that being even, said, even the people who hate me, Josue, God bless you for coming on. Give me this time in your life to be even to be critical about me, uh, critical over me. I, I love it because that means you have stopped your day to formulate the sentence about me. I'm that important in your world mm. to at least. Be in your your mind for uh, I have a small little condo in your in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well said. Well said. Well, you know, let's transition to this former uh, a, a former Celtic who who's recently spoken out about what LeBron James said uh, on a recent episode of uh, his his barbershop show on HBO. It's called the Barbershop HBO Barbershop LeBron's Barbershop. Uh, he talked about Brittany Griner and what's going on. Uh, who's everyone knows WNBA star <laughs> Brittany Griner uh, is in a Russian jail cell. For on, on drug charges, she's she's she pled guilty. She's facing up to ten years. Uh, they take marijuana really seriously over there. Um, and LeBron James spoke about it. Uh, at least a brief clip of the of the new episode that's going to debut. And he said, uh, "I don't want to make sure I get this right." And I quote: um, "Now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America?" Guess who? Uh, recent former Celtic responded. Probably. I don't know, within 48 hours, as soon as he heard about it, probably. Uh, and that's Cantor Freedom spoke out. Calling <laughs> out LeBron James. Right? Shocker, right? Just shocker. No, Freedom. He tweeted He tweeted this out. You can call it a step back. We call it – we call this a walk back. You are free to leave, buddy. Or you can even volunteer for an exchange for her. Some people literally have, in capital letters, no idea what it's like to live in a dictatorship. Keep taking your freedom for granted. 
What do you think about that? Well, you know, all of us can talk a certain way because we have the freedom to, to, to speak out. And with Cantor, what he's saying, he lived in the dictatorship where he was he, he wasn't allowed. He can't even go back to Turkey right now to mm-hmm. see part of his family. Because Years he, ago, he couldn't even go to Canada. Yeah. He was, you know, they could have grabbed him. Yeah. yeah, well, he could go to Canada. But what oh, they now he can, but before he was. But afraid. what they wanted to do, they wanted to have security around him when he came in the building. And right. so, yeah, I don't. I, I think in, in in certain cases, LeBron's been so spot on. In this case, and maybe again, I, I'd have to hear him say it. But in this case, this one time I don't agree with LeBron when it right. comes to get your back with what I want. That girl couldn't wait to get back here. When she when she hits, I guarantee you, when she finally hits America's soil, she's gonna go down and kiss the ground. Here in America, and said, "Thank God, I'm I'm home, I'm yeah. home." But LeBron to say, you know, America got us back and all that stuff was like, okay. Now you said the whole thing, and and about you talk about marijuana use, and they take it serious. I don't know if they take it as serious. They take it more serious because she was a celebrity. Who she is? Who she is? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the average average Russian can get over there and smoke a joint in Red Square. And nobody probably wouldn't say a word to him, but because it's, she's it's political, yeah, yeah, but it's a political theater she's in right now. Uh, she's been they're making an example, and yeah, but she, Max, let me ask, let me ask you this though: if it was I don't know Damian Lillard or Donovan Mitchell, you think they would be over a hundred days by now, still in custody? That is. And listen, listen, hold on. Let me that's let me let me, let me let me let me be that's clear though. Let me be clear. This isn't just about gender based, but it's about it's about business. It's about the bag. And let's face it. In my opinion, this has a lot to do with the fact that there's things that not that the government is not taking it seriously, but I feel like uh, enough, not enough people are taking this thing seriously, or not enough people are trying to you know outrage or even uh, protest it. You know, because it, the, the, the the lack of but you know, know what, you, viewership, you, the lack of fans yeah, compared to NBA. But, yeah, but you know, you can protest all you want to. At the end of the day, the Russians have the opportunity to keep her there. She did. She pleaded guilty because she feels like, and I think she's rolling the dice, that they're saying, okay, time served, go ahead and go home. I can tell you this, once she gets back here, she ain't going to never want to, she ain't going to want to uh, drink no Grey Goose. She, anything from Russia, she'd be like, oh, man, I think Grey Goose is from Russia. I'm not sure. But you know, Russian <laughs> vodka, so Stolies, or whatever. Any any, any vodka, she's like, nope, yeah, man, <laughs> nope, I'm good. I'm, good. <laughs> I'm keeping that on the hundred. I don't want none of that. Nah, nothing. You know, no, I'm good. <laughs> I just feel like the attention around this thing—it took way too long, man. Like, look, look I, I commend the the Celtics. You know, members of the Celtics team wearing the BG shirts, or you know, Warriors players wearing the BG shirts. You know. Uh, we are BG during the NBA finals because that's the grand stage. That's when you're going to get the most eyes. You're going to get people. And the QR code I thought was brilliant. Guys can see, people can scan their phone. Oh, what's BG? You know, and then boom, it's right on your phone and you can, you're, you're caught up to speed. You didn't have to put WNBA or Brittany Griner or anything on there like that. Um, So I thought that was good that these guys are stepping up and they're being vocal. But I just, it's, it's a bit disappointing that this isn't on the news as often it's, as it should be. But you know, I think, it, I think that that news cycle for what she's done, 
That news cycle just goes, Josue. You don't stay in the news cycle forever. It's like, you know, once she, once she comes home, then what do you think the next cycle is going to be? She might be with her for a couple of days. And after that, she might be introduced at a, a WNBA game. And uh, that, that news cycle is going to go away quickly. Because uh, I just don't think it has the, as you're saying right now, has the clout or the imagination mm-hmm. for the American people with all the things going on right now. I think that when you talk about inflation, gas at damn near $5 plus almost $6 a gallon, I think, and it's just unfortunate that I think that people don't think about Brittany Griner, but she is on that back page right now that people aren't interested in that that subject. Well, she did um, send a letter to uh, President Biden saying not to forget about her and that she's sure, you know, she she understands how busy he is and um, she hopes that uh, they they can do the best that they can. That's what you think. You think you have to send a letter to President Biden saying don't forget about her? That's what CNN was telling me, man. CNN said that Brittany, that's what she wrote. According to her lawyer, uh, that was verbatim. A, a few of the I know. I mean, that do, you think, do you think that she has to write the letter for, the, 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 for him to say, hey, please don't forget about me, sir? She doesn't have to, but if I was her, I would be writing every week. You know, <laughs> man, I'd be hitting up Joe. I'd be like, yo, Joey, what's good? Don't forget about me, bro. Like, I would be hitting him up all the time. Well, I think it is... You know, I can't wait for her to I like come. my freedom, Max. I really like my freedom. Oh, so, God. That's just, that's that's why, just me. And that's why I'm saying what LeBron said is kind of crazy. When you think yeah. about, when you think about, you know, she might not want to come back. Man, she can't, she can't wait to get back. Right. She, she can't wait for that plane to land someplace. And, 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 and not for nothing, though, Max. Also... If I'm Brittany, I'm like, man, I'm not in your tax bracket. Maybe you can go up and live in some other country, but I got to get back to play. I got to keep, you know what I mean? Like, got to get paid. I need to right. get paid. Right. And that's her best opportunity is to come back into the States. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of, yeah. yeah I got to I gotta hear the, I don't know the context of it. Because again, it was like, what, 30 second clip of that episode. But I guess we'll find out soon when they, when they debut, debuts on, on HBO, uh, the new episode of, of, of LeBron James's uh, The Barbershop. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out, bro. We'll find I out. I guess that's barbershop talk, though. You know, people do say some outlandish shit, so I guess that does. I guess that kind of is fitting what he said. <laughs> you ever be in a barbershop where you're going back and forth with somebody, and the other dude's getting so mad because he's losing the argument, and he just says something so ridiculous, and he tries to convince himself in front of everybody. Everyone's like, "No, you don't believe that, man. You yeah, just <laughs> you just got and, boxed in. Like maybe there, that's what happened. There is something." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think it was brilliant on, on LeBron James's part to bring the barbershop in because it oh, is, okay. it's always been one of these places where opinions and things oh, that happen. And it's like, you walk in, it's like, damn, man, you want to, oh, how about, oh, I can't believe you said that the Draymond yeah. or, or Draymond followed you or that, why did the Celtics win? Or- it's like, Oh, when you got the floor and everyone's listening to you and you're just going in the middle of your shit and someone's going back and forth with you. Like, oh, man, it's good. Barbershop, man. That is a barbershop, yes. And he's got different guests every time. And, man, one episode he had uh, Tom Brady. Uh, who else? Was it Kid Cudi was one of my favorite musicians who, like, not a lot of people know about. Like, it, he'll get, like, a random group of people, of actors, and I, I like that because you, everyone has their own point of view and unique perspective. Boy, did did you know? he get uh, Did he get something 40? What, what's 40's name? <laughs> E40. 
<laughs> yeah, when you called him W forty, I lost it. Man. <laughs> I, man, I ain't mad at him, but I didn't know who he was. Dude, I'm sixty seven. I don't know those damn. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know, man. I don't think you know, but it's just funny. No, no offense to, no offense to him at all. You know, he could be one of the greatest rappers out there doing his thing. That's just not my. That's not my my table setting right now. It's, I don't know that. That's not your ping pong table. I got you. No, like, <laughs> ping pong. Back at you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. All right. You go. <laughs> yeah, I love the way he introduced himself, man. He was he was really formal. That's how that's how you got to do. I always got to respect your elders at all times. What's his name? Earl Earl South African. He he gave you his government name, which cracked me up. I had no idea what his. Oh, name. I didn't even know he gave me that. I thought somebody was yeah. somebody was introducing this something forty. I didn't know. <laughs> something funny. It was it was Gary. Gary was like, "Oh, hey, this is E forty. This is you know. I don't know what my it's a thing funty exchange, man. That's oh, a forty exchange. forty acres and a mule. That's far as I can go with you, bro. That's all. I, that's all I got. I ain't got no more than that. <laughs> oh, that's a classic line right there. Yeah. Where did that come from, by the way? I learned it from rap. That's the thing about when you listen to a lot of rap music, you hear all these old sayings and classic. What, things. what was what was that drink back in the day that people? Did people say that going back? Is it let's go get a forty? Is that 40? oh yeah 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 forty that, ounce yeah yeah, yeah, 40. Go, yeah yo man that's about as good as I can get yo man let's go do a forty man it's like okay if I had to guess Max if I had to put money on it that part of that's probably inspired this name I'm guessing oh, yeah okay. forty that forty part 